This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In Mansfield, this is the Ben and Skin Show on 105.3 The Fan. All right, it is the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan, live at Fat Daddy's in Mansfield. People here getting their lunch grub on. Come and join us. Don't forget... Happy hour starts at 2 o'clock out here. There's tons of TVs, tons of stuff to get grab your attention and t- uh, tons of great drink specials. Coming up at 2 o'clock when we do have happy hour, we're out of G-Bag flags. So you got to be all over 1053thefan.com forward slash flagtober to see where you can pick them up next. There's going to be a, a big journey all across the Metroplex tomorrow handing out G-Bag flags. So go be a part of that. Coming up a little bit later in the show, uh, we'll get the latest on the Cowboys injury situation, but we had Jerry Jones on earlier today, and that might be a good place to start here, guys, is right out the gate, uh, it's clip number two, Shippy. We talked to him about Amari Cooper. Will he be at full strength? And Jerry sounded real optimistic. Yes, yes. I feel very good about that. Now, uh, I know that, uh, and you should be reluctant to say, man, Jerry, doesn't only God know that? And he does. <laughs> but as far as anything we're seeing relative to uh, his condition, uh, his uh, ability to push off, his ability to do anything, uh, uh, I think we're in good shape. We're, t- uh, we're, we're as we are on all of our players now, we, we're uh, where we've got any sensitivities at all, any strains, anything like that. Well, uh, we we're smart about that during our practice week and uh, have it ready to go on Sunday. That's when it counts. All right. So I thought so. I love having Jerry on, and, and because I feel like he's incredibly honest, and sometimes to a fault. And so I thought when he started talking about Amari's injury, the first thing he started referencing is how difficult it is for him to push off. Mm-hmm. And then he acted like, oh, oh, I mean, for or anything involving football. Uh, and I thought he's okay. There's a little cover fire. So I wonder if it is going to be hard for Amari to push off and if that's the biggest issue for him, which, good God, I hope that doesn't bother him all season. But then I started feeling better saying when he started talking about, hey, we're just smart. During the week, we're super smart. We're not going to push anybody too hard. But it is concerning that a guy would go back and get an MRI. Like, you don't just right. go get an MRI because you're having an ice cream cone. Oh, there's an MRI machine. Let me go see what my knee looks like. You get an MRI because you're having problems and you're worried that it could be something bigger. So it, it does indicate some discomfort there for Amari. And he had problems all of preseason. I think it's worrisome. Uh, but I like the, uh, I don't know, there is a certain earnestness to Jerry's answer there. He was like, oh, well, yeah, of course, we're, it's, it's going down. Um, I think for this particular game, when you look at all the circumstances that, that tie into it, Amari Cooper is way more important to the Cowboys this game than Zeke is with the fact that, New Orleans is very susceptible to long pass plays, and Gallup is already out of the mix. If if all the, the, the Saints have to game plan for is Devin Smith and Cobb, 
that's way different. You throw Randall or uh, Mario Cooper in the mix, and even though you're missing Gallup, who's a dynamic weapon, I don't know that you slow down at all because of how compromised that secondary is. But the second you take Cooper off the field, that's a different set of circumstances. So that's really, really important that the Cowboys have a full strength of Mario Cooper. Uh, let's move to the CBA stuff, if you're cool with that, Ben. I'm really interested in this. It's clip number five because the report was that Adam Schefter was involved, or Adam Schefter had a report that Jerry and Goodell were the ones really pushing for 17 regular season games next year, or, that, or when the CBA expires. I guess that'd be in two years. Here's Jerry's response as to why 17 games makes sense. Well, first of all, uh, uh, it, it is a, uh, an item of negotiation. And we are involved in negotiation with the players' union. And uh, I've been going to Chicago. I think I've mentioned this to you guys before, but I've been going to Chicago beginning, gosh, it seems like it was uh, back uh, in the spring. Uh, But I've been uh, averaging uh, once or twice, uh, uh, once uh, a week or or, uh, once every two weeks. I've been going up there for six months negotiating this. Good God, that is a lot, man. Once, well, I, I think what he was saying was either once a week or once every two weeks. That's a lot of time to be spending up there, and he sounds like he is on the absolute front lines of this negotiation. The idea of a 17-game regular season, I, I get why it makes sense for the owners. The players should be doing anything anything they can to have fewer games played or should be fighting to have more players on, on rosters. But, you know, if you're going to give up the preseason games are meaningless. If you have two game, if you reduce the preseason to two games, okay, that sucks for the owners because they're losing. I don't know the, the ability to make a little bit of money with the stadium and and their concessions, concessions, parking. And, you know the the those games on television do good. Like uh, for instance, they do well. Um, you know, I used to sell advertising in preseason games and in household ratings. You know, a regular season game will do a thirty eight. Right, like a 38 household rating or something like that. A Mavs game may do like a two, or a Ranger game may do a two, or a Stars game may do a .5 or a one or something like that. But a Cowboys preseason game does a 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still it's still a large rating, and so there. I understand there is revenue for the owners in those games. For fans, it's not really worth it. You don't need four of them, nor do the players really need four. So if you take away two of their preseason games, you kind of throw the owners back a bone, and you say, oh yeah, but you'll We'll give you one more regular season game. I would think they would make a ton more money off one regular season game than they would off two preseason games. So they should want that. I just don't know if the players would. Well, so here's the rub on that. The players will make more money, too, and obviously it's all negotiation, but because the revenue goes up, the salary cap is going to go up. So that's more money for the players to have a chance to go out there and get. So it does it does make sense, but, you know, uh, We'll play this. This is uh, clip number seven, the biggest challenge of these negotiations. Jerry hits on it pretty early here, and this is, are we going to play more games? We saw it last night, for example, in that Packers-Eagles game. You saw two separate players leave the field on a stretcher. Listen to Jerry's response on number clip number seven, the biggest challenge of these negotiations. Oh, I, I think uh, uh, safety uh, is paramount. Uh, I think that's in everybody's interest and certainly uh, uh, does the right thing for our fans to uh, have uh, availability. I've always said ability when you think of a 
athlete or a football player is the first thing that comes to your mind, but availability is probably as important. Well, that's another way of looking at safety. And uh, we obviously are, are working, continuing to work to keep our game more, more safe as technology allows us to do it and knowledge allows us to do it. But safety and then the economics. And at the uh, end of the day, uh, those are the things that uh, would go into making a decision about additional games, less preseason games, those kinds of things. So that ties together in his answer to the economics and the economics of the safety as well. So the players are going to be like, wait, we're going to take a bigger beating. We need more money. And the, the owners know they can generate way more money, just like you way laid out with fewer preseason games and more regular season games. And then there's also tied into this, there's talk of expanding the playoffs, which I would hate. I love the playoff format currently the way it is. But he's talking about availability because when you start think about last night's game and how deep into the reserves the Eagles were dipping with their secondary, I mean, that's the thing that determines the season more than anything else is the injury rate. And if you're putting them in more situations to get injured, that's going to have an overall impact on the quality of your product. Right. Why not just expand the rosters too? They right. need to. We asked him about that last week, and he said, well, we wouldn't expand the rosters. We would just make more guys available. So, in other words, to your point, we don't need a 47-man game, you know, game day roster. Why not have all 53, and then why not open up your practice, practice squad, squad to having those guys be available mm-hmm. and some of those kinds of things. They don't really – Jerry, obviously, you want to, I don't need to pay more salaries. We've got enough guys now. Let's just keep it how it is, but – uh, all those things compare. All right, we always love getting into interesting topics with Jerry. And you asked this question. I love this because the Cowboys are a family business. And so this is clip number 11, Shippy. Yes, Jerry Jones for advice for somebody with a family that is starting a business. Well, I think that uh, if I were going to uh, expose uh, my base, my economic base, uh, to uh, uh, a element of things that are out of your control, the economy, uh, uh, the uh, uh, nature of your product or service that you're trying to, the volatility of it uh, in the marketplace. Uh, I would not do it unless I were putting all my time that I were committing my own sweat to it. Uh, sweat will uh, let you overcome things that aren't in your control. And you can just outwork it. Or you, can stay la- you can stay later. You can will it. And to me, if you're going to go and expose your family to anything inordinate, make sure you didn't do it with a, well, I'm going to do this part-time. You've got to be if You will figure out a way to overcome if that's what you're getting to do when you get up and when you go to bed and think about during the night. And so uh, I think that kind of, you can call it commitment, you can call it anything you want to go, but uh, uh, I'm a big believer that uh, uh, the fact that you've got some exposure to your family or to the people that you uh, love the most, uh, that alone will help you overcome. Uh, God, you will you will just not uh, get off of it until you've come up with the uh, the solution. So, uh, you know, this sounds like 
uh, rah rah sounds like some kind of motivational tape, but uh, uh, it, it isn't. The ones that I've seen, I've, I think I've said this on the show, but this guy had all these restaurants, had about 400 of them, 24 hour a day restaurants. And he was very young, he was about 35 years old. And I was asking him, where do you find all those chefs? How in the world, I didn't know that many people could cook. God, that's awesome. So great. I, I, you know, when I listen to Jerry Jones, you know, I love listening to him talk about football, but it's this other stuff that I enjoy the most. I, I mean, obviously him talking about the 17 game schedule, he's giving you insight. You can't get anywhere else. He's on the front lines of that negotiation, but I also enjoy listening to him talk about hot dogs, family, business, sales, marketing. I mean, he is, you know, we could do an hour for each one of these interviews, but I go back to, you know, my own dad and, so my dad later in life was a real estate developer, and what he would do is he'd buy land, you know, he'd get investors, they'd buy land, and then they'd sell off the, the, the lots to home builders. And, you know, it was, it was awesome. You know, he, he had some really hard times, or there was a while he was worried he was going to be like a cab driver. Uh, things went really bad for him and our family when I was a senior in high school. And so he kind of rebuilt everything. And what he did when he rebuilt it was every single deal he did, he invested his whole nest egg in. And mm-hmm. so he would go to investors and say, hey, I'm investing everything I have in this development. And they're like, wait a second, you're investing everything you got and you're a one-man band? You're kind of doing it all by yourself? Okay, I can believe in that mm-hmm. because you're invest- investing everything you got. And his whole future, his whole family, all that was on the line, but he was willing to invest it, and he was working that deal all all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And so investors had confidence. That's exactly what Jerry Jones is talking about. Yeah, and the other thing I found real interesting about that too, Ben, is if you've – and now he says it in a different way, but do you know who else will give you that same type of answer when you ask him about starting a business? Cuban says those exact same sentiments. Now he says them in a different way, but talking about the ability to control your effort – and the ability to control how much time and sweat equity you're going to put into that thing. And and that's the message that, that Jerry's sending out there. Hey, man, if you're going to venture out in this world and put your family at risk, you better be the one who is working the hardest and putting the most time in because you can't control the volatility of markets, but you can control how much energy and effort that you put into those things. And if you are fully in 100%, and pushing all your chips to the middle of the table, you will not let that thing fail. You simply will not do it. All right, we'll get into more Jerry stuff a little bit later in the show. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Let's see if Jerry's prognosis around uh, the Cowboys' availability for Sunday night matches up with someone who's on the scene and Mickey Spagnola. We also have some amazing audio to play from the morning show. All that's coming up next on 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law All right, we are out at Fat Daddy's in Mansfield. Fat Daddy's has one of the best happy hours around. $2 wells, $2 domestic drafts, Monday through Friday, 2 to 7. And uh, all-day specials, too. Check out the full menu at fatdaddieslive.com. 
lots of Tolos out here. And, and Skin, I saw you were getting some love for some work you did refereeing a basketball game. Well, yeah, it's a good buddy. In fact, we had him up at the the show, Ben. Uh, Ian Hastings, that was part of our uh, beef roundtable that we mm-hmm. had a few months ago. He's always been involved in uh, refereeing Special Olympics basketball. And it was just one of those days where it worked out. We were doing a show out at Texas Live, and they happened to have the games at UTA. And so I got to go officiate that, and I got to officiate three games. And that is a blast. If you ever have an opportunity to do something like that, I can't recommend it enough. Those games are so much fun. And uh, one of those games I refereed was the Mansfield team. And so uh, one of the players and the coaches out here today uh, grubbing at Fat Daddy. So if you're in the area, please, by all means, come on out and join. One of their star players out here. So that was really cool to meet a really awesome basketball player. That was good for us right there. Absolutely, man. All right. Joining us now on the Ben and Skin Show, uh, let's go out to the star where Mickey Spagnola is standing by. Mick, let's jump right in and. Talk about Amari Cooper. How concerned should we be about Amari Cooper? I don't think very. Uh, you know, he was at practice today. Um, my understanding is they were just trying to get him to Sunday. Uh, he's got a sore ankle. Um, and, that you know, the MRI was negative. So, uh, you know, he, he was able to do some stuff yesterday. And, um, you know, he was there today. So we'll see how well he did. But I, I think he should be. I think he should be good to go, and I think Zach Martin should be good good to go also. And on a somewhat of a positive note, for the first time on Friday, uh, Sean Lee was out there actually practicing. So all right, uh, that was a step in the in the right direction. Tavon uh, was out there. We'll see what they decide to go do there with the roster decision. And Xavier Woods was at practice. So. Uh, I, I think they think he's ready. I don't know if they think he's ready to start or think he's ready to go, you know, 60, 70 plays, but we'll see where that one goes. But I think you can already – well, obviously you can rule out uh, Gallup, uh, Crawford, and Antoine Woods. I could thank you for that positive health news, but instead I'll just thank Ford, the best in Texas, for making <laughs> us feel, feel better about this game. Uh, I hadn't really considered this uh, part of the game story, Mick, until this morning the morning news ran a – a piece from actually a Louisiana paper, but uh, how much do you think this means to Dak going back and playing in the Superdome? Do you think this is a really big deal to him? He kind of minimized it yesterday. Um, he he said, you know, it 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 meant a, it would have meant a lot to him in high school uh, to get there for a state championship, and the, the furthest he's got was uh, his senior year. They lost in the quarterfinals of the playoffs. Uh, to a team that ended up winning uh, the championship. I think it was Franklinton, uh, and they had gone undefeated. They were ranked number one, and uh, Houghton uh, lost to them 49-41 in the quarterfinals. Uh, So he said that would have been meaningful. said it would have been meaningful if he got to go back there in college and play LSU uh, in the Superdome, but that didn't happen. So uh, he kind of said, yeah, it's neat to go back, you know, but – you know, Shreveport, New Orleans, it's a long ways away, right? It's not like it's your neighborhood. It's your state. Uh, and he said, no, it's just kind of, uh, you know, uh, it'll be neat to do it. But he goes, it will have been more meaningful in high school and college. So one of the most important developments for the Cowboys is the arrival of Robert Quinn. Uh, he's healthy. His suspension is served. And it's go time. And he's showing true speed off the edge, which 
has to be a welcome relief to Demarcus Lawrence because I was reading your work over at DallasCowboys.com. He's getting a lot of attention over there. Yeah, if you uh, subscribe to the the research that NFL Next Gen Stats uh, does, uh, they said that of his snaps so far this year, 35% of the time, uh, he's been getting doubled. Uh, so double team, uh, a tight end, and, and usually it's a, it's a tight end and the offensive tackle. And um, so I, 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 fi- I finally got to talk to him about it yesterday, and I asked him, I said, do you feel like you're getting du- doubled more? And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, you can tell. He goes, you can tell. He goes, I don't get many single blocks. And I said, well, will it help with Quinn on the other side? Well, what's been going on? And and I noticed this, the third play of the game um, this past week against Miami, uh, not only did Quinn have the tackle there, but the running back was sitting right there to chip him too. And it's like, I went, already? And then I'm thinking, well, no, they know about him, right? He played for him the year before, and they weren't going to take any chances with him either. So to me, if you're spending – Team if opponents are going to do the same thing, and they're going to double the the left defensive end, and you're going to chip the right defensive end. Well, then them defensive tackles need to get going, because they're probably getting some single blocks. Uh, so yeah, I think that tells you the respect the Dolphins had for Quinn, and what's happened in the first three games with Lawrence on the other side uh, getting doubled. Now I'm sure it doesn't happen every play. Uh, but they're helping out with them, and teams know that they can't take any chance to let one guy just kind of destroy their offense. All right, before we let you boogie, how come the Saints aren't any better defensively so far? That's a good question, right, because that's what yeah. was supposed to be their calling card, and I thought the the strength of their team was that defensive line, and, and I still think it is. But, boy, their pass coverage is sure lacking, and, you know, you can say, well, you know, okay, you got to cover, but if the defensive line isn't getting to the quarterback, you know, they caused Russell Wilson to run around. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that game. There were a lot of times where he couldn't run the play, and because of his athletic ability, he was either getting outside of the pocket to save the play or he had to take off and run. And one of the reasons why, that you know, they ran for uh, more than 100 yards. But... Uh, their coverage, anytime a quarterback can throw for 400 yards, uh, your coverage not doing much. And, and so I think that's that's been their main problem, kind of a combination, right? If you don't get constant pressure, you know, and I heard uh, this morning with uh, their play-by-play guy on with the guys in the morning, and he was talking about Cam Jordan had 11 pressures, and I looked at the stats, and, well, he had four. You know, if he <laughs> had 11 pressures, uh, then they shouldn't have thrown for 400 yards. So uh, I think they've had problems there. You know, it's almost like, and I don't mean to get off track here, but like last night, both of those teams were supposed to have great defenses, right? That's why Green Bay was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 3-0. Seriously? You know, uh, and the same thing with the the Eagles. You know, given given up the well, the, the the given up the amount of yards they gave up too. So even though they won the game, you know, if it wasn't for those goal line stands and a uh, in my opinion, a poor call on the last play of the, of the game on the interception, uh, you know, they they would have gone up there and they would have been sitting there one and three at this point. So I don't know. Do, do you guys think anybody's playing defense in the NFL? I know, man. I know. It's crazy. That's what it's I crazy. told the guys this morning. I said this is getting to be like college and high school, you know, 55-45, 45-35. Yeah, just score and 
we'll take our chances with our defense. Awesome stuff, Mick. We appreciate it, brother. Okay, see ya. All right, there he goes, Mickey Spagnola. Don't forget, Broadus will join us coming up momentarily. We'll get back into the Jerry Jones audio. We also will go around the rest of the NFL games. That's next as we're at Fat Daddy's in Mansfield. Happy to be out here. But, man, I was happy to, to drive out here today and listen to Sean and RJ this morning. Of course, Roy and Troy, a part of that award-winning presentation as well. And Roy was at it again with one of his best bits. Some people think the pirate bit is his best bit, but I might argue and say bathroom karaoke is because (laughs) Roy will go into a bathroom, sit down on a stall, and stay sitting down on a stall, and then after a while he'll pull out his phone and record audio. So other people in the bathroom just think there's some guy in there rocking a deuce. And then all of a sudden Roy will start singing. Now the goal is to try to get someone else who's in there rocking a deuce, a complete stranger who's in the middle of rocking one, to start singing with him. Now, we've got two examples of his bathroom karaoke, getting you ready for the Saints game. Let's start with cut 41 here. This is a a little bit of a fail, but he gives it his best shot. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, how I'd love. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, how I love. Wait, did somebody jump in? Oh, we got a Oh, no. Where are you going? Damn it. <laughs> that is such a violent door yeah. slam there at the end. Where are you going? I don't. I don't know what I would do in that same situation. Uh, I might join in, bro. I might if you join in. You never know yeah. where that might take you. Uh, might end up spending the week in Matamoras or something. I don't know, partying. <laughs> and, anyways, uh, let's go with uh, cut number forty-two here. More bathroom karaoke from Roy. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a... Uh-oh. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Here we go. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. God, I want to know who that person oh, is. That guy is amazing. Toilet tunes, man. You have no idea where that could go from there. No, you don't. I'm frantically trying to find it, man. I don't know if you what your old SNL memories are, but there was a great bit on the old Eddie Murphy SNL where they were in the bathroom singing under the boardwalk, and then everybody in the stall is harmonizing. It's so it's such a great bit. The idea of just strangers coming together in a bathroom to sing together, and Roy bringing it all together just so majestically. Oh, that is really you well done. You guys want one more? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's yeah. here's a 
Here's you can hear him actually sitting down on the toilet here and singing Amazing Grace. <sighs> Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Wait, shit, that's shipping. Shipping. I know that voice. It's not I know that toilet. I know that toilet voice. Shut up, Shippy. All right, it's been in Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, uh, part two of our NFL analysis, going through the games of this weekend. Then Broadus joins us back into some Jerry Jones audio. And then at 140, our mix will be slightly delayed with the G-Bag Nation as Hunter Pence nice. joins us. Looking forward to that. Hunter Pence at 140 today. All that's coming up on the Ben and Skin Show live from Fat Daddies in Mansfield. Uh, but around the NFL, coming up next. Before we get there, I want to talk about Frankel and Frankel. 877-881-1053. All right. Thank you, Shippy. You can always text in to the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text at 877-881-1053. And, Ben, we're getting a lot of text messages of Tolos that are out here in the Mansfield area or the 817 area in general, and they're, hey, I want to come out and I want to get a flag. All right, we're out of G-Bag flags here at this location for the day. Now, you should still come out here and – grab you some lunch or wait for happy hour at two but it does direct you to 1053thefan.com slash flagtober where we'll we're posting the schedule of where the general is going to be tomorrow he's all over the metroplex handing out flags so if you missed out today in mansfield no big deal just make plans to be wherever the general is tomorrow but we'd love to see you here at mansfield today yeah we'd love to see you today and you'd love to see fat daddies i mean it's yeah, exceptional man. there's always a sweet hot rod spinning Right when you walk in, a cool-looking car, and it looks like, I don't even, what is that, some sort of a Dodge Charger? I mean, that's gorgeous, whatever that is. It looks like... Uh, it says Rumble on the license plate. Something that uh, the old uh, Duke boys would dream about uh-huh. uh, out in Hazard County. I mean, that's a fierce vehicle. But uh, Fat Daddy's is a great place to go to watch sports. The menu's incredible. We just ate lunch, and it's really, really good. Uh, coming up in a minute, we're going to have Brian Broadus on. Broadus. We'll get back into the Jerry Jones audio. And then at one forty today... Our mix will be delayed ever so slightly with the G-Bag Nation as Hunter Pence will join us at the top of that segment, a way for us to tip our caps to the season that he's had and uh, ask him about what Travis Frederick has been talking about. And we're going to make a sorry about that. We're going to make a love connection there meow, meow, meow. between those guys. But let's get back into the NFL games. Uh, let's go to the next game on our docket. Browns at Ravens. And the Browns were supposed to be one of the most exciting teams. They haven't been. The Ravens have been. Their young quarterback is lighting up scoreboards with big plays. Meanwhile, the Browns' offense continues to stall. Seven of their 11 drives last week went four plays or fewer. With the game on the line, they went five wideouts on four straight plays inside the five-yard line. The Browns lead football in 11 personnel at over 84%, and they're passing out of that formation 91% of the time. However, no play calling change is coming anytime soon. No, and not only that, it's not just the play calling. Baker Mayfield hadn't been very good. He's having a little bit of a sophomore slump early on. So this this line opened at three and a half, and today it's at seven. So they're trying to, you know, with Baltimore being the favorite, obviously, at home. So Vegas is desperately trying to figure out a way for people to not take action on Baltimore 
People are all over that. All the action is on Baltimore. They have doubled the line in a matter of a few days here. So uh, I'm not, you know, this is so early in the season, and we've talked about this. Whenever you do have new people coming in, there's a lot to get worked out. I still think Cleveland is going to be really dynamic and have a say in that division, but it's hard not to feel like Baltimore is the front runner, especially when you look at the disaster that Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are. This is a super important early season game in determining who's going to win that division. Yeah, I love Mark Ingram. I'm happy the Cowboys aren't facing him in New Orleans. Uh, That was a great thunder, lightning, uh, boom and zoom, whatever you want to call that combo they had with Kamara. In Baltimore, he's doing fantastic. Fart and dart, that's good. Mark Ingram would have been fart. Uh, (laughs) He doesn't have 20 rushes in a game, but he's averaging almost six yards a carry. He's got five touchdowns after scoring three more times last week, 16 carries, 103 yards, three touchdowns. He leads the league with four Green zone scores uh, and has scored twice or more in two of three games. So he is absolutely murdering it for them, killing it. Let's go on to the Wait, next I game. I want to throw yep. something out there. I don't yep. know if you saw this because they're flashing it up on the screen right now. Lamar Jackson has 27 rushes for 172 yards and a touchdown. And this week he was talking about, I don't want to be running the ball. I want to be throwing the ball. Uh, he wants to be dropped back like everybody else, but it's such a dynamic weapon and has had such a huge effect on their overall offense. Uh, he hit on just three of 12 passes at uh, 20 yards in the air last week. Uh, ran eight times for 46 yards. He went 14 for 25 for 179 yards uh, and ran the ball 23 times for 100 yards. Uh, so uh, let's move on to the next game. All right, next game we are looking at birds on birds on birds as Seattle Goes to Arizona. Russell Wilson is going to take on a terrible Arizona defense a a week after a career-high 50 pass attempts. Okay, so our show is a a decidedly pro-Kyler show. We want him to do very, very well. I have great concerns about this situation. I think that the initial – I mean, it was was a tie, right? That first week of the the season, it was a tie, but we consider that great success when you have – Rookie quarterback and a bad team, but I think you're starting to see Arizona's really going to struggle this year, and man, Clowney's going to be in that back backfield. You're going to see. I think I think you're going to see Arizona really, really struggle this week. It's going to be very evident. Kyler Murray's on pace to break the NFL record for pass attempts. He's thrown 40 passes in God. each game. He's on pace for 731 passes. 727 is the record by Matt Stafford in 2012. He leads the league with 21 red zone attempts and 12 attempts inside the 10. He's also on pace for 85 sacks. Oh, my God. Super elusive guy. Well, I mean, it just goes to show you that (laughs) they're just – they don't have it. They don't have talent. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this a bunch. You take a young quarterback, put him in a different situation, who knows what happens. That came into the ideal situation. This Kyler's in a bad situation, man. And he is going to get – I hope he's – I haven't seen enough of these sacks to know how hard he's getting hit. But uh, Kavanaugh's pointed this out before. The little guys have a way of not taking the full brunt of the hit. I hope he survives this year, man. I hope he doesn't get beat up so bad it sets him back RG3 style. You know, we always have fun with this. Anything that involves Michael Crabtree, he was uh, cut after just being uh, with the Cardinals for a month. Um, okay, so can you redo the Deion Sanders – Give it your best shot. Deion okay. Sanders, draft day. Gil Brandt walks by. His phone's mm-hmm. ringing. He's mm-hmm. trying to throw it to commercial. What do you got? Okay. I'm tra- okay. All right. Oh, a phone is ringing. Ha, ha, ha. Look at his draft guru. The late, the great Gil Branton. Oh, 
what's this over here? Um, Michael Trabtree. I bet you want to know. I can't remember the rest coming up next on NFL Network. Is that, is that close? That was so good. I might have danced around. I no, might have had so it out good. of order. I'm not, I'm not even going to try to do it. It was so good. That was so imp- – I don't know if that was a drop. I, I, the only it was. I, the only way I know is we don't have any drops. That's the only reason I know that wasn't a drop. That was damn, damn good, and I Thanks, do mean ben. the second damn. Thanks, Ben. Next game, Bucks at – Rams, uh, Jameis Winston, 380 yards, three touchdowns last week. He has uh, five passing scores and four picks in three games. Not exactly impressive overall in that regard. So is there anything about this game that stands out to you? Ve- uh, just the line. Vegas thinks this is the second biggest route of the week. Uh, obviously, the Chargers-Miami line is bigger, but this currently is a nine-point spread for the Rams at home. That is significant. Um, I think they're telling you what we all know. Bucks on the road are going to get trounced. Yeah. Now that's not that's there's not a whole lot of intrigue for this game for me. Now the thing that is interesting to me is that uh, Jared Goff has regressed. Yeah. Like any of these quarterbacks, and and look, I was as guilty as anybody in holding out before I bought in on all the Dak hype. And granted, he has elevated his game to the next level. But all these other quarterbacks that were in the discussion, of, so we power rank the quarterbacks. And, hey, most GMs in the league, we had that that piece from what, the Athletic or ESPN that most GMs in the league had him at, like, the 17th best quarterback. Yeah, the Sando quarterback tiers. All these guys that are in front of him and were, hey, for sure, now these guys are elite. They're in front of Dak. These guys, I don't know. These guys are kind of in the class. He's smoking them all. It's it's you know Dak is passing all these guys. Another quarterback regressing. And Jared Goff. Goff has two things working against him. However, they will not manifest themselves this week. Number one, he's been bad on the road, especially late in the season in cold weather games. California boy can't play outside late in the season. But then number two, there is a league shift of kind of catching up with the Rams a little bit. So he's working his way through that. Talent's there. I still believe. And I believe in that class. I believe in Dak. I believe in Carson Wentz. And I believe in Goff. The one I don't believe in is Paxton Lynch. Well, but the, but I think all three of those guys are going to end up being really good quarterbacks on good teams for a long time. And you're right. He is much better at home. In his last eight games at home, he's averaging 332 yards, almost three touchdowns, and a basically a 106 quarterback rating. So, he likes that L.A. weather, Ben. It's a fun place to go out there and sling it around. Next game, uh, Vikings at the Bears. Uh, last year, uh, the Seahawks led the league with a 52% run rate. This year, the Vikings are at 61%. All right. So here is the significance of this game, Ben. No matter what happens, both those teams are 2-1, and one, right? I believe. That is correct. So no matter what happens, finally a team in that division will fall to 500. It's early in the season, but all of those teams in that division had a winning record. So one of these teams is bound to fall to 2-2, two and two, which will tell you how tough that division is. That is a good, good division. I think uh, in this game, give me Minnesota. I think they have too much offense. I think the quote-unquote offensive explosion that Chicago experienced last week, I think that's a, I think that's a mirage. I, I don't think they're a good offensive team. I think the skins are truly horrible, and I think the Vikings' defense is stout enough. I, I, think, I think Minnesota wins this game, I would just say, decidedly. Speaking of guru, oh, the great guru, Gilbert, guru. Uh, fantasy guru, uh, Dalvin Cook. 
the first Viking back to go for 100 rushing yards in each of the first three games of the season. He leads the NFL with 375 rushing yards. The first to go 100 yards and one touchdown the first three games of the season for each game uh, since DeMarco Murray in 2014. How about that, Marco? I did not think DeMarco Murray would make an appearance on today's show. Are you uh, are you uh, are you out on Trubisky? I know a lot of people are. I think he's I think he's middle of the road guy. I don't I don't see the specialness. Now I don't watch every Chicago Bear game, but I don't see the specialness. I think I don't think he's incompetent or anything like that. I don't think he's a losing quarterback. Um, but I, I don't I don't know that I see like man that guy's awesome. So maybe I need to watch more of their games, but I, I see more struggles and I see successes with him. All right, let's move on to uh, Jacksonville at Denver. Uh, the Jaguars have produced six offensive touchdowns in three games. So Denver kind of sucks, bro. Um, I, I thought maybe, and and we talked. What did, wasn't a stat we had earlier in the week that they did not have near as many sacks, despite the fact that they had probably the best two ends in yeah. the league. Yep. Um, Jacksonville is interesting. So Jalen Ramsey is not playing this weekend, correct? Is it the flu or is it a back issue? Is it a toothache? What is it? So he did say, I really was sick. Y'all back off me. But he was excused for the birth of his daughter. So depending on how long that celebration goes, uh, is it a four-day celebration for the birth of his daughter? I have not seen whether or not he's playing yet, but... I don't know that it matters one way or the other. Denver sucks, man. Uh, speaking of two other teams that suck, the Bengals go to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. It was funny last night, you know, watching uh, Eagles-Packers. They were showing, okay, here are the next four big marquee games coming up. And it was like, you know, they flashed up the Cowboys and, and Saints. And right. They flashed up all these other games and an exciting player. And then it was like when they when they got to Pittsburgh, it was like, and Mason Rudolph. Oh, I'm like, is that going to sell that game, Mason Rudolph? No, in fact, uh, I'll just make a wild, bold statement that everyone think I'm stupid. I think Oklahoma State's current quarterback, Sanders, is better than Rudolph right now. That guy's awesome, by the way. I might watch more Oklahoma State games this year just to watch him. Uh, but no, I'm not a believer. They are, though. There's no way they make that trade with Miami if they don't think Mason Rudolph can go in there and win a bunch of games. Like, that's... They said we have a quarterback that can win games and win our division. Otherwise, you don't trade. I think it's going to be a top five pick. I know a lot of yeah. Steeler fans were butthurt over that. I just don't see where these wins are coming unless it's all wins against Cincinnati. Okay. I think Baltimore and Cleveland are going to feast on the Steelers. So the Steelers beat the Niners last week. There was two plays where there was blown coverage that accounted for 115 yards of offense. Outside of that, the Steelers' offense generated 126 yards in the game at 2.6 yards per play. 126 Outside yards? Outside of those 115 yards on two busted coverages. I mean, that is true ineptitude. Uh, I don't think Pittsburgh wins this week. I don't know. When when you start off 0-4, that's where you – I mean, obviously someone's going to win, but uh, since it, give me Cincinnati to win just to keep uh, Pittsburgh's ineptitude going. 0-4. Right. 0-4. All right, there you go. That is around Minka, the NFL. I'm sorry? I said Minka, though. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, they, they did Minka. I thought you said Peekaboo. I'm like, wait, what is he yeah, saying? That's what I'm going to start doing now when yep. I surprise you guys. Peekaboo, here I am. 
All right. Woo-hoo. Coming up next, the great Brian Broadus joins us on a football Friday, getting you ready for Cowboy Saints Sunday night, the best in the business. Brian Broadus joins us next right here. From uh, He's not with us at Fat Daddy's. We're at Fat Daddy's, but we are going to be on 105.3 The Fan. Before we get to that, I want to talk about Mark Rubin, Rubin & Associates, and 1-800-LAWYERS. If you are struggling financially, pick up the phone and call Mark Rubin. 1-800-LAWYERS is that number to call. Compounded credit card debt. If that's- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.